Hello everyone, welcome back to the set. Thank you very much for joining us here today. I'm Herschel Alex. Coming up in just a couple of moments, we're going to have our conversation with Heshi Tishler, who is running for city council here in New York City, the 44th district. But before we do that, I want to talk about two things, Eric Adams and President Trump coming out and saying that he might not attend the Republican primary debates. He's not going to attend the first couple of those debates. The first one's coming up in August, very soon now in the summer. It's going to be hosted by Fox News, which is a Republican media company. Now, President Trump says he doesn't want to attend because he thinks the anchors and moderators at debates in the past have treated him very unfairly, and he thinks Fox News is going to treat him unfairly as well, as well as all the other moderators in the upcoming debates in the primary. So he says he's not going to attend because he doesn't have to put himself in a, this position where he's going to be attacked by hostile anchors during the debates where they're going to treat the other candidates in a more favorable manner than Donald Trump because the media companies hate President Trump. That's what he claims. Now, here's the thing. Trump enjoys those fights with the media he enjoyed the debates in 2016 he enjoyed the debates in 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 2016 even the general election with hillary clinton and he likes hostile interviews he did the 60 minute interview he did all these different media companies look at joe biden he didn't do a single interview with fox news in fact this week president trump is doing a town hall with one of these extreme left-leaning media companies so don't tell me he has a problem with unfair and hostile anchors asking him unfair questions and e treating him in an unfair manner because he has no problem putting himself into that position. That's not why he's not going to attend the debate. He also says he doesn't want to level the playing field. He doesn't think he should have to do a debate with people that are 2% when he's at 45%. He doesn't have to acknowledge his people just like an incumbent president, which is also not true. An incumbent president, I believe, should have to do a debate. And if Joe Biden would do a debate, and if he would acknowledge the candidates that are running against him in this Democratic primary, and if the media would give them the fair attention that they deserve, there's a big, fat, freaking chance and a 100% chance that Joe Biden would not become the nominee in this election cycle in the primary. It's just because the media is ignoring all these Democratic candidates that are running. They're not getting the attention they deserve. They're not getting the acknowledgement they deserve, and they're being treated extremely unfairly. Now, Let's talk about does it pay for President Trump to attend the debate in terms of him being able to win the nominee of the Republican Party. So if President Trump doesn't attend the debate. He got a 35% voter base of the Republican Party, which are extreme MAGA Republicans, and they're going to stick with him and vote for him for sure, even if he doesn't attend the debate. Now, once he got this 35%, you still have 65% uh, left of Republican voters. What happens with that? Well, that 65% is going to be split up between Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Tim Scott, and other candidates that are in the race as well in the primary. And I don't think any of them, even Ron DeSantis, although he's going to get the most of these other candidates, he's still not going to reach above 35%, which is what President Trump is going to have. So President Trump becomes the nominee if he doesn't attend the debate. Now, if President Trump attends the debate, could he get voters to come over and vote for him from the Republican Party, people that say as of now they're not going to vote with them, for him? And the answer to that is no. The people that hate President Trump, well, President Trump could have persuaded them not to hate him over the last couple of years. So he's not going to convince them by doing a debate that they should start liking him. Now, the people that do like him and the people that in loved his policies and they think he was a great president from 2017 to 2021, like me, a lot of people and the Republican Party say President Trump is just not electable in the general election. If he would be a great president. We love you, President Trump. We love what you did, but we just don't think that you can actually win in the general election because Democrats hate you so very much. So President Trump is not going to be able to convince these people as well. He's not going to be able to convince me. I don't think he's electable in the general election. 
And so by attending the debate, he doesn't gain any more votes. He doesn't persuade voters to come over to his side of the aisle. But if he attends the debate, does he lose any of his MAGA voters? And I think that might be the case because the only argument that can be used against President Trump if he goes on to the debate stage and the thing that Ron DeSantis and other candidates on the debate stage would need to hammer on and confront President Trump with is the fact that we lost in the midterm because all of these candidates, so many of them were endorsed by President Trump in the 2022 midterm election, and the majority of the candidates were law- who lost were Trump-endorsed candidates. And they lost their elections because Democratic voters hate Trump so very much that they came out and voted against the Trump-endorsed candidates. You look in the state of Georgia, you had Brian Kemp, the incumbent governor, a Republican, not a Trump lover. He won by 8%. In this very same state, Herschel Walker lost his race, and he's a tr- he was a Trump-endorsed candidate. So you want to say fraud had a Brian Kemp win and Herschel Walker lose in the same state because Brian Kemp was not associated with President Trump. Herschel Walker was. And so the Democrats hate him so very much, and he's not electable in the general election. And this is what Ron DeSantis needs to be focused on. We love you, President Trump. You did a great job. You're just not electable. And I think if Ron DeSantis focuses on this and other candidates, they might convince some MAGA Republicans not to vote for President Trump in the primary, not because Trump is bad, because he's just simply not electable in the general election. Why take the risk? Let's get Ron DeSantis, who can surely win in the general election. Now, about Mayor Eric Adams, I want to talk about him for a moment, because he ran on fighting crime. Let's look at the situation in New York City, right? Do we have a crime problem? Is it fixed? No, it isn't. Now, the majority of the blame goes to Alvin Bragg, the district attorney of Manhattan, who lets the criminals run the street he lets them run around and he lets them control who gets onto the subway and who gets onto the train tracks because he doesn't enforce the law you get out without cash bail you have repeat offenders that are not getting locked up and it's because of him but someone who's also to blame is the governor of new york kathy hochul who has the constitutional right the constitutional ability and the constitutional responsibility to fire alvin bragg because she was given that constitutional ability. In some states you have where the voters can have a recall on the district attorney and get rid of him in that manner by voting against him in the recall election, but we don't have that in New York. What we have is that the governor has a responsibility if the district attorney is doing something which is the opposite of his job. His job is to secure the people of New York City and to enforce their security and to fight the criminals, which is not something Alvin Bragg is doing. He's he's letting the criminals control the city. So the job of the governor is to fire. It's one of the duties of the governor, that district attorney, and she's not doing that. The policies in New York are allowing the criminals to do whatever they want and get away with it, and it's also allowing the homeless crisis to go up and up and up. Now, Eric Adams, he's getting a lot of excuses and a lot of credit from people on the right that are saying, Eric Adams is calling out politicians that aren't fighting the crime problem Eric Adams is doing the right thing by calling out politicians that aren't enforcing the law. Eric Adams wants to fight crime. We see that. We see that in the way he's talking about it. Here's the thing. Eric Adams is not just another politician and very good. He wants to fight crime. It seems like that's what he wants to do, and he's just not capable of doing it. They're giving him excuses by saying, Eric Adams wants to fight crime, but because of Alvin Bragg and because Kathy Ockel hasn't fired him, it's pretty hard to take care of that. And also, he doesn't have the votes in New York to be able to change the policies. So he's just incapable of fighting crime. Here's the thing. Eric Adams ran for mayor 
His entire campaign was based on fighting crime. Well, he can't do anything about it. He ran on fighting crime, and now he's the mayor and can't do anything about it. Where the hell was your plan, Eric Adams? If you ran on fighting crime and you said you were going to get rid of the problem at the subway station, you said you were going to get rid of the street problem, you were going to get rid of the homeless problem, you haven't done a damn thing about it. We're still in the midst of this crisis. So you should have had a plan. Maybe you're not capable of doing anything about it. You should have told the people in New York City, you're part of the problem because you didn't come out and you weren't honest with the people in New York City about your lack of capability of fighting the crime problem, either because you're, you don't know how to do it or you, because you're just not able to do it and nobody would be able to do it. But I think Curtis Slewo, who was running against Eric Adams, if he would have been elected, he's someone that has more experience with fighting crime in New York City. He would have put back in a lot of the Rudy Giuliana policies, and he would have been more outspoken than Eric Adams is because he wouldn't be a Democrat. He wouldn't uh, be as scared as Eric Adams is to call out these politicians in a stronger manner than Eric Adams is. And Curtis Lee would have put more pressure on Kathy Hochul to fight Alvin Bragg, and she might have, in the end, given in and fired Alvin Bragg and would have taken care of this crime problem in the city. So, Eric Adams, you were wrong. People need to stop giving you credit and excuses. You ran on fighting crime. You had no plan. You clearly didn't. Otherwise, you would have implemented it and were suffering as a result of that. You won because you said you were going to fight crime. You don't have a plan. You don't deserve another term of being mayor. But if I was you, I would step down. It's a shame. And I hate it when people come out and they say, Eric Adams, look at the great job he's doing. He's not. He ran on fighting crime, and he's not fighting crime. So when we come back, we're going to be joined by Hashi Tischler, who's running for city council, and we'll get into that conversation, not the entire conversation are we able to bring on to the program because we spoke to him for like an hour. So we posted the rest of it on our podcast, which you can get on any major podcast platform. The show is called The Set with Herschel Alex. That's The Set with H-E-R-S-H-E-L-A-L-E-X-E, The Set with Herschel Alex. You want to email the program, thesettalk at gmail.com. We'll be back right after these messages. Graphpointjobs at gmail.com. Graphpointjobs at gmail.com. Commercial Alex here. If you want to get your graphics needs done with great service and with perfect results, you go to the private marketer at graphpointjobs at gmail.com. That's G R A P H P O I N T J O B S at gmail.com. That's yes, you got it. Graphpointjobs at gmail.com. You'll go there now and then you'll go there again because you'll get the results you're looking for at graphpointjobs at gmail.com. Ashley Tischler joins us on the set right now. He's somebody that's running now on the Republican line, uh, as well as the Barbrick Flatbush line, and he's running for the 44th district to be city council member here in New York City. And you've run for many in many different elections and many different political positions. Ashley Tischler, thanks for joining us here on the set. Um, why are you now running a city councilman as opposed to different positions that are available in this upcoming election? First of all, thank you, Herschel, for uh, inviting sure. me onto your show. Um, the truth of the matter is, um, I'm only running this uh, for the last five years. I never really ran before. And I ran previous to uh, when my mother passed away, and I only had like about two or three weeks to run an election. 
and mm-hmm. I didn't understand how this political game, as they call it, works. Right. I thought it was really for the people and by the people. I usually am behind the scenes helping mm-hmm. people with their issues, children, uh, foster care, people from jail. But when I see the political uh, uh, corruption, actual, not only corruption, but the actual, uh, you know, the people and the politics just making deals, yep. uh, allowing us to be taken advantage of, raising our taxes, mm-hmm. ignoring our special needs, our special uh, our women that have postpartum depression, taking away our rights. Remember, my father was a Holocaust survivor, Herschel, yep. with the numbers on his hands. My mother escaped. My father lost seven out of ten. Uh, I've had people that served in the American military. My father was red, white, and blue. He marched in the civil rights movement. He believed in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still believe that my grandson, my first grandson, and my two grandfathers are fourth-generation American because my father was number one. Right. And we believe in this country, but it's not only that. I believe in the city, and I believe in my community. I moved to Borough Park over 40 years ago, and I, I, I helped it grow. I helped they help raise my children, and I believe in my neighbors. So why am I running? I'll tell you why I ran. When I lost the first time, yeah. I felt that I didn't know what I was doing. And you didn't know the game I yet. I didn't know the game. Like you in any in business, arena. Was, right. you gotta correct. You got to learn the ropes. But when I learn any business, I start slow, and like any business, mm-hmm. it takes a few years to learn the game. And I didn't really want to run again because the first time I was pushed in by my neighbors. So maybe then, maybe you could share with us what does it involve? What kind? What do you need in order to be able to win? So I didn't understand till now, and since the last election, you know, when I was going to run again two years ago in the 44th district, mm-hmm. I was sat down by all your big politicians and said, listen, Hesh, you don't run against Calvin. There's an open seat. We will help you. We will support you. We will teach you. I said, right. I don't know the game. I said, but I wanted to learn. I'm going to hire the right people. And again, Mr. Yeager called me in for a private meeting with uh, Mr. Eichenstein. Mm-hmm. And again, the last minute they cheated and lied as normal. And I sat down with them. I said, why would you lie and cheat like this? And again, mm-hmm. I didn't know the game. So um, I sat down and I sat down with some professionals and now it's my fifth year. And I ran till now, even for state senator, just to learn the process like any good businessman. And right. I finally figured it out. So I sat down with some professionals mm-hmm. and I learned Heshi. The way it goes like this, first you get yourself a campaign manager. Then you get yourself a person who does signatures. We need to raise money, but you just don't raise hundreds of thousands of dollars. Last time I was raised and I was told not to do matching funds, which I didn't want. I don't want Herschel. I should take money from the city. Seven people took $400,000. You know what that is? When the city come, so now I went and I learned. Seventy-five people within your district. I got three hundred and something donations. Mm-hmm. Each one giving me a hundred seventy-five. I have a good treasurer. Again, every single thing has to be calculated. So you're more set up than you were in the past. All right. Oh yes, yes. Sure. We've learned, and I'm teaching other people how to collect signatures. And you also, you know, you've become you know more famous couple? since COVID. So it's also different uh, because of what you've done famous. by COVID. Well, obviously, if you got more facial recognition and, you know, yes. people, you got a lot of people that are more, they're fans of you now, but they had no idea who you were before COVID because of how you were out there as opposed to all the others and the way you were fighting with the park situation, the way you called out the mayor for what he was doing. And, you know, just standing without the mask when everybody else was wearing the mask uh, during those pictures, that was something that really, I think, had an effect and a lot of people admire you for that. But I want to ask you, 
But Heschel, in terms I want to interrupt you. Yeah. I want to interrupt you. Remember, most people when they get in trouble, and, and like uh, Eichenstein, the assemblyman, or even the councilman that's there, they always told my son and family, Heshi can work outside the box, which is true. Mm -hmm. And I don't really care. You know, when, when, when we had that protest on 13th Avenue, I went to three different events that night. The police called me to come there at one in the morning to break it up and help them. Mm -hmm. So you can say whatever you want. So now they know my face. Till now they knew my name. And that's why I'm running in the 44th district mm -hmm. is because this is where I live. The people, people know me. Where on Shabbos, they see me coming to their homes to visit them. They see me coming to the hospital. They know I distribute the food. So it's not only do they know my name, they know who I am this time. And they know what I've done for right. 35 years for this community. By the mm -hmm. way, I had 104 weddings that I kept open during the COVID. Wow. No, that was amazing. Let me ask you something, which is different about being a city council, uh, you know, person. Um, and it's about local politicians as a whole, because I see this phenomenon that we're basically if you say you win right now and this is with every local politician, they win once the election and then they're in there for life. It's like being a Supreme Court justice, because there are no expectations, as I see it, for local politicians, any real things that they have to accomplish for their constituents. Basically, what you got to do is you got to go to dinners and parties and smile and do bike registration events and just smile at the cameras. And then people are going to vote for you again and again and again. Is that how it is? What What do you think is the the job of a of a local politician or a city council member in in terms of what they could accomplish for their community and what what, what are they capable of doing? What were, What are you going to be able to do, and be capable of doing for your constituents if you want? have one of fifty one members that control the entire city of New York, not only my district. My right. district has issues because we do take a little bit of entree and a little bit of dessert. We have a problem here. Because I volunteered in the hospital and I saw 102 kids that tried to kill themselves. I had a kid that burnt wow. himself in front of our youth center. I take in now or this week a homeless child off the street that slept in a garage for three days. Wow. I deal with postpartum depression when your sparks gets only $20,000 from your councilman and the next door community gets $47 million. And do you understand the community problems that we have with Jewish women that have postpartum depression who try to hurt themselves, kill themselves and break marriages up? These are the issues that I fight about. You want to control a $107 billion budget that they didn't give us any money for mental illness? I'll tell you about mental illness in our community. Sure. Come, walk with me for a day. Come visit the people I visit. So that's my issues. My issues is, no, you're not going to see me sit down because I'm 60 years old. I'm mm -hmm. a father, grandfather, foster father. Of, not foster, I'm sorry. They weren't foster kids. They were kids that needed a place to come. So over 21 of them hung out in my house. Forget more wow. than came by. Sometimes we had 15 people sleeping here. On a Shabbos, sometimes upstate, we had 30 people. I make bar mitzvahs. I help people with their weddings. So if you want to think that I'm 60 years old, I told my partner and my employees, I'm turning over the business to them no matter what, two months. So I'm retiring. Mm -hmm. So you think I'm here to play a game with you, to sit there forever? I want myself to be given eight years of this city council seat, but I don't want the eight years. I want right. two years. That's all my term is. Then I go for re-election. Think I'm here to sit and play with you. Let me just tell you, I'm 60 years old. I've accomplished what I needed to. I'm retiring no matter what. I promised it to my right. beautiful wife of 32 years who stood by me through jail, through kids, through the shiva times, through marriages.
to other people events to family things and Linda said really this is your last time I said Linda I'm going to be elected and I'm going to serve my community I don't need the job I don't need the money I don't need the city government money I'm going to serve this community and not just from when you call me at 11 o'clock Herschel you don't have to call my phone 85 times try to call your councilman or senator mm -hmm. sometimes it's 85 calls today we turn your call and they say they can't help you with their water bill and me in three minutes I'm able to direct you to the right people or the right company that might be able to help you or I give you an idea or I'm very knowledgeable right. remember I'm not only knowledgeable in your taxes and building just remember I'm also a landlord as well as many other landlords but you want to talk about landlord as a big landlord there are landlords who are homeowners with two or three family houses and they get their taxes raised by 18 percent during COVID oh right. Calman gets up the last day no you could have filibustered it so I am a very knowledgeable man, not only in the laws and codes of the city of New York. I know how the system works. I never knew how politics work. When right. I get into city council, my job is simple. Stop the stupid legislation. Take that $107 billion budget and show the city that you can cut two, three billion dollars off the top. Stop wasting mm -hmm. inspectors' time and running around and violating my people. Do you know? On you know, yeah, you but know do you about think they're looking to to put the money in the right places because a lot they're of people not. are getting they're the money not. in their pockets, right? There's, That's right. So That's how are right. you going to change that system? So being traditionally himself. I'm, I'm going to set up oversight committees. I'm going to take over. There's no committee that watches the Department of Buildings, HPD, DOT, DOF. That's big money operations. How do you mm -hmm. know that, Ashley? Well, number one, I work in that field. Number two, and most importantly, I was appointed an HPD receiver by the city, me. Heshi Tishler, the enemy of the city, the judge appointed me because I know how to run buildings. Mm -hmm. I know how to be fair, and I don't make much money doing it. And the judge loves me because I actually care about the tenants and the landlords. I make sure the city doesn't screw either side. And my buildings not only show a profit, but people's quality of life goes from an F to an A or I'll help this community more, but I will also help the city of New York try to stop this crime, this this, this craziness of people doing whatever they want. If right. not for Shaimim and Shmir and Chaverim, Borpakaflapo should be lost. I want to fund them. Do you know what our, our Shmir gets? Zero from our council. Mm -hmm. Do you know what Chaverim gets? Zero. Shaimim gets something because they've been around a long time. Right. Why hasn't Hatzalah been able to raise $12 million for their new antennas? I'll tell you why, because we don't care. We only care about stupid stuff. I mm. care about my people. I care about the welfare from the hospitals, from their families visiting when I made that protest. I'm good friends with the people in the hospital. But when they do something bad, I'm going to protest. I'm going to be yeah, but what about What kind of endorsements do you have from community so, leaders? I because have, I, so I will be honest with you. Yep. I have a lot of the little schools, like, you know, the Mushul School, which they closed down with 600 kids. I got them open. Mm -hmm. I have the Rabbi on, on the Rabbi Dovachik from the Rimsi Shul. Why? 15 years he couldn't build his shul. Oh. The Lolov Shul, that they shut down the Mikra and stopped work orders. These are rabbis that have met me, called me and asked me for favors. And I'll go through the list. You're right. I don't have Bubba and Satman because they are taken care of by your inside politicians. But you know what? They know who I am. Their people have come to me for help. So I am now counting so on So you think without, without the endorsements of those big community leaders, uh, you have a lot of people that yeah. you say you helped, and these people are going to vote for you, obviously. I'm hoping. So this yeah, is where but I'm going. With, either it's with the just people, these people. Either or not the people. That's it. The bottom line. Here it is. I'm an American. I'm being honest with you. It's the people or not the people. So I want you to know. That's why I'm running. As you think you can make it without getting endorsements of any big. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to try. I'm working with them. But again, 
Hesi Tishla makes no deals. I don't make a deal to get elected for myself. My deal is for somebody else to help them get out of jail, find them a place to mm-hmm. live, uh, work on some money for the programs. That's what my deals are. I do a favor, favor. Kid is uh, something happens to a kid or a mother, I will make sure that I will help out with the get. If somebody's arrested, I'll speak to one of my police officer friends and I'll try to make a better deal to get him out of the DA. But like I told the district attorney today, you're lying about hate crimes being down. You're lying about crime being down 25%. Right. I don't see it. You're lying and I'm not scared. Everybody else was scared to say it. I'm not scared to face them face to face. That's mm-hmm. why a lot of the big people are scared. You know, most people on the street like me. Really, most of them, they come over to me, they speak to me. How are you? Has she take a picture of me? Like you said, I'm famous. And- uh, do you understand the thinking of some people that go and they, they run on an election to, to get a political position? And their thinking is they want to do good for the community. But unlike you, they don't think that starting up with the politicians or with community leaders would be beneficial because then they wouldn't be able to make it in a political position to be able to at least do some of the good things that they want to accomplish. So they go along with the politicians. They don't denounce people, and they get the support from the community leaders as well as the politicians that help them out with with at least you know getting some stuff done as opposed to not being able to get anything done. Uh, by having the politicians or communities leaders coming out against you. So you're right. Those are for people that were unknown and don't have a history of doing good. They just want to get into a new business. I am like Mr. Trump. I've been doing this for 30-something years. I don't want to make... The only way you'd be able to win is because of your your record and what you've done in the past, because otherwise... Exactly. So if you want me there, if you want me there, I don't need the recognition now. You want me there, you know my history, I'm going to get it done. So no, I don't need to make the deals. I will make... You know, the other day... But you understand these people that go along with the politicians or with the community leaders, and and they could be... They could... You know, maybe they can't do everything they want to do, but at least they're giving into some of the things because they really want to do good for the community. And they don't even know what they do. They don't even know what to do. I have a history of knowing what I'm doing. I'm a different Mm -hmm. politician. I'm a guy (laughs) that you want there because I actually earned this position. I'm not a new guy that has to earn or has to learn. Mm -hmm. I know what has to be done. You know, know, it's interesting you mentioned that you're similar to Trump because that's what I was. And I think a lot of people consider you like as a mini Trump in in a different because I don't because I don't know anybody. You're out of you're out of it. Yep. You're not in the you're not in the game. I'm old. I'm owed the favors. I'm owed the pe- people owe me. I mean, not the people. The, the, the certain people owe me favors of the community. So right. I know I can call it in. I mm-hmm. know what I can get somebody an apartment. I know I can get somebody housing. And I don't only help the Jews. I help the blacks. I had black kid in our house who calls me father. I had Muslim girl. We have people in, who've come through my house that love us because I work with everything. I work with mosques, mm-hmm. churches, synagogues, shuls, yeshivas. I just... Do. You know, I, I think I, I understand a lot of these people that go along with the politicians or with the community leaders because they do want to do good things and they know if they don't go along with community leaders or politicians. So I, I just want to hear you, you don't you understand their thinking. You don't think necessarily that they're bad people. It's just that they know they won't be able to accomplish and do for the community unless they give in to these deals or you know, go I, along I know with people the politicians. Who, I know people who take mortgages and they have to pay two points higher or they take hard money loans or I have to help them with their letters with the bank so they shouldn't lose their buildings. Right. Now, I understand that you have to make a deal sometimes and deal with the devil. Sure. So that's because you're a new guy. I'm mm-hmm. not a new guy. Right, right. That's I'm not what dealing I'm saying. with the right. devil. 
100%. I don't have to deal with the devil. Right. I will deal with the devil. Don't get me right. Wrong. Once you they get in, you'll have to deal with them. Sure. But I'm going to deal with them on my terms. But, but are you afraid of, of of the kind of backlash you're going to have if you do become, let's say, city council member? And like you mentioned, your similarities to Trump. We saw how Trump got attacked when he wasn't a part of the establishment at the federal level, at the local level. Are you prepared for the kind of backlash you might be so getting? So Trump was doing a great job and fought them. And then I'll be honest with you. He gave up during COVID. He let the Democrats take control, and he thought, this is what I'm telling you, what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. You know what? Let them bury themselves. He thought the Democrats, by mm -hmm. holding up their budgets, by stopping government spending, by stopping the budget, by letting COVID, blah, 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 and doing all this, he figured, you know what? Let them bury themselves. At the end of the day, by being quiet and being silent, he blew it. Heshi Tishler is never silent. There's never a day that I'm silent. People say, oh, Heshi, you didn't make a commotion. We haven't heard from you. Mm -hmm. Every day I make a commotion. Every day they hear from me. You just don't need me to be on video and to be loud. But I'm out there fighting the city every day. Right. I go to the different hearings and courts. I have my people that I do inspections for every day. I have so many other things. You don't need to see me be screaming and hollering. Sure. I don't need to take a right. day off. What I need to do is help the people in my way. My partner likes when I'm under the radar. And you know, one of the things you didn't good. mention about yourself is you're a talk show host as well. And you basically you did one thing that a politician does, and that's politicians sometimes they filibuster, you know, and, and, and <laughs> when there's a bill passing. And you did that, and it was great you did it because you made a lot of good points here on the program. And I appreciate very much having you join us here on the set. Uh, and thank, thank you, you very so much. Thank you so much for inviting me. I appreciate it. It's great to good have night. You. Thank you. Have a good night.